Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionists and dietitians from Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We explain the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned for practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through real food nutrition. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I'm Darlene Kvist, Certified Nutrition Specialist and founder of Nutritional Weight and Wellness a long time yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are a company that specializes in women's health, men's health, and even children's health. That's right. You know, today we will spend this hour talking about men's health with one of our favorite guests, Greg Peterson, who has a wealth of information to share about prostate problems and Everything else you could think of. <laughs> right. Oh, that, that's Wealth a long knowledge. list. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to all of you who are the early listening to the live show of Dishing Up Nutrition. If you miss any important facts or names of any supplements, remember that you can always listen again on our podcast of today's show. I am Leah Wetzel, a certified nutrition specialist, and I have a master's degree in clinical nutrition. And she has a lot of clients. <laughs> yeah. You too. She's a favorite. I've been around, not not as long no. as Nutritional Weight Wellness, but I've been around a long time. Right? You have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm also a board member of uh, the Dietetics Nutrition Practice for the state of Minnesota. I'm going on my second term. I just started my second term. So Excellent. starting my fifth year. Excellent. Yeah, it is indeed a great pleasure to have Greg Peterson back on Dishing Up Nutrition to share his knowledge and expertise on men's health and especially about prostate problems. And, you know, many of our long-term listeners remember hearing Greg from previous shows. Right. And they always, you know, when I'm out and about, they are always requesting that he, we have him back on. Yeah. Yeah, so always, wow. and I always learn stuff when you're on here. You're just it's great information. Well, so that, we're going to talk his favorite topic. What's that, Greg? Uh, well, I think nutrition in general. <laughs> <laughs> As I remember, the family business, uh, all those things. And yep. Yeah, we had uh, kind of interesting, I think I maybe have mentioned before on the show that we started in our parents' basement. Right. Uh, back in Nutridine. Nutridine. And yep. we're talking what? Year. 1973. Wow. Yeah. yeah fortunately, wow. I started when I was like eight years old. Uh. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's uh, it's kept me young. But right. um, yeah, I started that with my my brother and I started the company in '73. My mom was the um, you know the the indentured servant you know, uh, yes. <laughs> for many years. Right. And helped to build the company, and um, we just built you know a great sales force with everybody. We even had uh, I think we were talking earlier too about Jeff Katke, the owner of Metagenics. He was. Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, one of my sales reps yeah. early on out of Wisconsin. And uh, he and I came up with the idea of Metagenics back in 1983. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah. And think yeah. about how that, I mean, that's worldwide. Yeah, It's an international company yeah. and probably one of the most respected companies in the niche of professional food supplement right. lines and so on, too. Yeah. But we had a, um, we're handling the Nutridine product at the time, you know, the old Nutridine. You know, we kind of re- did it reworked it you know uh, after that 1983 period yeah but we were getting uh, concerns and feedback from our practitioners that some of the nutrient products back then were not working as well yeah. especially like your your enzymes more your biologic types of types of products and so on and so we thought 
well, we got to do a little bit of investigation here. Right. What's going on? So we did uh, go to independent labs, and we found out that, sure enough, that some of the potencies of these enzyme products and so forth were not what they were supposed to be. Right. And that's... You know, that's probably have happening in some companies today, even. Oh, exactly. Always. With yeah. the yes. lack of regulations that it's a big concern for people. So it's in, I know your company does a, a great job of keeping on top of all of that, right? We really do. You know, Metagenics, I think, was the first um, company to become GMP certified. You know, yep. good manufacturing practices certified because they really wanted to raise the bar as, as far as quality goes. So we got these assays back. You know, I looked at Jeff. Jeff looked at me and, and he said, we can't sell these products. Mm -hmm. We can't ethically sell these products. And so we came up with the concept. At that point, we have to start our own, you know, product line. You know, Jeff, you know, you uh, got to the, the finances and so forth. And so he be, it became his company, per mm -hmm. se. But I worked with him on the different formulas initially, putting those together. And we became uh, their first distributor, you know. Okay. And uh, I've been working with them since 1983. Wow. You know, too. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so it's kind of an interesting background, and, yeah. and of course we work uh, with practitioners uh, of uh, all you know backgrounds and so yep. forth too, and and they keep us really focused because you know we feel um, we're making a, a major contribution to the health of the American people yep. by providing the highest quality products. I feel like I'm your teammate right. as well, you know, too with it. So we have really had a enjoyable time. Yeah. And you sell a lot to licensed practitioners, doctors or naturopaths or chiropractors or nutritionists. That's where you sell your products. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's exclusively where yeah. we, we sell our products. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Greg, you know, we had a, uh, a listener that sent us an email last week and she had a question about the use of folic acid in our wellness whey protein powder. And she had some concerns about having folic acid in that. Do you want to talk a little bit about folic acid and folate and all those? Because mm -hmm. there seems to be so much confusion out there about folic acid these days. There really is, Dar. I mean, and a lot of it is uh, generated by the, you know, the Internet, you know, uh, mm -hmm. people that are the so-called experts on the Internet yeah. and little kind of subgroups, you know, in the nutritional uh, field and so on. And, you know, one of the things now they're saying that you have to have activated folic acid or right. it's worthless, you know, basically. Right. And that's not true. That it's, It is true that there is a, a segment of the American people that have difficulty converting, right. you know, dietary folic acid to the activated form. I think you I know. just, and I'm not sure that this is true, but I know I read this last night that that's like one out of four people. Right. Yes. That's about where it's at. problems with methylation is what that is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Lee. You know, and it's, but they think it's, it's a shut off valve that, oh, either I, I can or cannot convert folic acid to the activated form, which the body uses it as the activated form. Right. It's a real stat is really what it is. So that one out of four people you're mentioning, you know, Dar, they have difficulty. They're not as efficient or as quick yeah. as converting that folic acid to the activated form, but they still can do it. Right. Unless you have like a genetic disease or something, which is rare, rare right. with people, you know. And as we we're talking earlier, I was saying, well, you know, there's been thousands of articles through the years talking about the benefits of folic acid and all kinds of, you know, heart conditions, you know, uh, brain function, right. gut function, et cetera. You know, what do you do? Throw the baby out with the bathwater? Right. You know, all of a sudden say, okay, you know, people can't convert it. It's just not true because that's the form that God gave us basically in our food is okay. the folic acid, you know, and mm -hmm. our body is designed very efficiently to convert that to the uh, the active form. Mm -hmm. It's just at different speeds with right. different people, you know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope that explains that one. Yes. Good. Good, good, good. So before we get into our topic, Greg, mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, the other thing that you do besides you supply supplements to a lot of practitioners, but you really supply so much more than that. And that's the, your educational seminars. Yes. And let's just talk a little bit because one of the things that we like about it is not only do we learn a lot, but we also get continuing education credits. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you have a seminar going on, it seems like almost every week. Is that true? Pretty much. And sometimes a couple right. in, in a week or weekend, you know. Um, you know, so, yeah, it, it, it's our really our commitment. You know, we're thinking, I, I don't want to just be a person who supplies food supplements. Yeah. We, we want to be part of the, the health education. team. The education. Yeah. And that's how you help practitioners to have a greater understanding of yep. the different products and how to really clinically apply them effectively and right. safely. That's huge. Right. And so you market your education classes towards practitioners or you know, people in the general public can they go to or what is what is the general? It's really for the practitioners, practitioners because yeah. it's at, at a level where I'd have to say probably the majority of the general it's public wouldn't yeah. understand. It's a lot know, of science. A lot of science. Too, <laughs> a, lot a lot of, of science. chemistry. Yep. You know, too, with yep. it, and so. you have online now too, mm -hmm. webinar access yeah. to practitioners yeah. you know and i know that the last seminar was at was the great lakes mm -hmm. seminar and you know next to me was a medical doctor and then there were some nurses there mm -hmm. there were some natural paths there i mean there was a whole you know chiropractors massage therapist mm -hmm. everyone getting educated yeah and I think what I like about it is you always dig into the research or whoever is presenting for you is dug into the research. Right. Mm -hmm. And the latest yeah. and the greatest information out yeah. there. Yeah, we so. really work uh, very hard to get uh, people that have something of significance to say. Plus, yeah. they also provide great food. They do. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And shakes. And you're well nourished when you go to those conferences. Well, it's break time already. Oh, no. Yes. So we we'll have to get in. I know we'll have to get into today's topic once we come back from break. <laughs> you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you today by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Today we are discussing how a man's diet may be the cause of an enlarged prostate or the restriction of urine flow. If you have questions today, this morning about prostate health, give us a call in the studio at six five one six four one. 1071. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, today we're discussing prostate health with our special guest, Greg Peterson. Listeners, here's a question for you. Are you trying to understand how you or a loved one can restore prostate health naturally? If so, keep listening. If you want to share this information with your spouse or your partner, have them listen to the podcast of our live show. To listen, go to podcast, go to weightandwellness.com. And click on podcast. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a question today, call us in studio. It is 651-641-1071. So now we're going to get into our topic. Sounds good. Okay. Shoot away with some questions yeah, for Greg. Yeah, Greg. So how many men struggle with prostate problems? Well, about 90% of them by the time wow. they're age 70. That's you know. pretty significant. Uh, absolutely. It's pretty close to 100%. Yeah. You know. uh -huh. I it hear it a lot. In, in consultations as a, a complaint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is a real nuisance. And sometimes it's just hypertrophy or swelling of the prostate. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily you know, going to become a prostate cancer or a major concern. But it will, with the any kind of a inflammation, you'll have, um, you know, having to go to the, the, uh, the restroom more often, you know, um, 
frequent urination at night, which is starting to disturb your sleep, which right. is huge. And you know, sometimes for, we hear it's five times a night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was mm-hmm. on a plane one time, and the guy sitting next to me, before we even got off the ground, had gone to the restroom three times. Yeah. And it was like three or four more times while we're in the air, you know. Yeah. And that, that, at that point, that's a real nuisance. Right. You yes. know. And so that can be some of the concerns. You can have uh, um, incontinence, you know, where, where you're kind of, you know, uh, leaking, you know, in, in, on a regular basis, yep. uh, sexual dysfunction, your sleep kinds of problems. And then ultimately, you know, it can lead to, to prostate cancer. So uh, that's a huge one for so many of the people. Right. So, Greg, let's talk about so that men can kind of visualize or their spouses can visualize what's actually happening to the prostate and, and how big is it and, you know, why is it such an issue for people? Well, it's really, uh, for, for such a small gland, it can mm-hmm. be <laughs> such a nuisance. Right. <laughs> you know, and it, as it swells and so forth, it just cuts off the flow uh, from the bladder through the urethra, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, at that point, it's like taking a garden hose and squeezing it, you know. And you just don't get, you know, the flow and you can get, um, you know, backlog and so forth. It can lead to urinary tract infections. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're talking a little bit about the prostatitis, you know, actual infection of the prostate. All kinds of problems, or worst case scenario, it can uh, even lead to um, uh, prostate cancer, you know. Right. And so we know that there's certain things that uh, will dictate now, with much to my chagrin, recently I just read an article that was talking about the um, the link between baldness and the risk for prostate <laughs> cancer Greg, death. Greg is very bald. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners. <laughs> well, partly it's shaved, you know. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the, yeah, it looks good. You have a nice bald head. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you're you. welcome. I appreciate that. So follow up on that one, though. I mean, yeah. talk about, because I think you had some research or something, an article or something. Yeah, this was an article that uh, came out recently in one of the scientific journals, and they were talking about uh, that baldness is tied to the risk of prostate cancer death. Interesting. In, they say, in fact, the risk is 1.5 times greater in bald men than those with no baldness. Huh. And that was all the American Journal of Epidemiology back in 2016. So a relatively you know, new uh, journal. And they say it's not so much when you have the receding hairline, it's more on the top of the head. The, okay, the yeah, that bald area. spot in yeah. the middle. That's one that you're more concerned about it being a, a risk you know, to increase prostate cancer. So uh, they say that um, the risk for fatal prostate cancer was 56% higher in men with any baldness and then with those that had no baldness. And uh, in men with moderate balding, specifically, you know, that kind of vortex area, yeah. the risk was 83% higher. So Interesting. And we think it's a little bit of the androgen connection okay. there and so forth. Um, Hormone. The hormonal yeah. connection with it too. So I um, know, Greg, that I just read, read recently that it's actually, I always thought it was higher testosterone for men who had balding, mm-hmm. but then I just read recently that it's higher estrogen. Yes. Yep. I mean, and testosterone is really gotten to be known as the bad boy. You right. Know, it's like we blame everything on testosterone. A lot of the therapy is to basically destroy your ability to produce, you know, testosterone through drugs yep. you know, and so on. But it's really the, you know, the, the estrogen dominance that yes. many times creates that inflammation of the prostate, much like it creates proliferation of ovarian and breast cancer exactly. in women. You, you know, the bad types of estrogens. Bad estrogens, exactly. Yeah. Which, you know. for men, they, they probably don't think of that as a connection, thinking they have estrogen issues. No, yeah. no. And it becomes common with men, too, because, you know, where we deposit our fat, of course, is in our belly, yep. the belly fat. 
And the belly fat has a very high concentration of an enzyme called aromatase. Mm-hmm. And aromatase takes and converts our testosterone to estrogen. Right. You know, so as you get older, that's another risk factor and why we always talk about you know, weight issues yeah. you know, on the show, too. So for, for that estrogen correlation, what are things that are driving the estrogen in men? Well, I mean, a lot of it is environmental. Yeah. I mean, you look at the plasticizers, the pesticides, the herbicides, I mean, all the different additives to our food and to our environment. Right. Um, atrazine, we've heard about that too. You're creating, uh, that's a very strongly estrogenic you know, compound. Yep. And so I think those are some of the factors. And then, you know, this whole belly fat converting yep. our testosterone to that's estrogen. That's where you're storing it. That's where you're storing it. Mm-hmm. And, um yeah, I just think, it, you know, foods we're eating, you know, the, the pro-inflammatory, you know, the the, uh, the foods that are processed and so forth have all these yep. estrogenic kinds of materials in there, High too. High sugar, mm-hmm. yeah, bad fats, yeah, so, trans even, fats. Yeah. So let's get back to kind of that inflamed prostate, because I think there's a lot of men out there that are listening today that that's going on. Right. They're getting up three, four, five times a night, and they're really tired of what doing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... You know, let's have them maybe help connect what's causing that. You know, what are they eating that's maybe causing that? Right. Um, You know, the first thing that I think of is, have you ever noticed that if you pull in to get gas in the morning? Yes. The number of men that are in there buying soda or a a kind of a donut. A donut. Muffin. mm Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and or any sort of breakfast sandwich, and, high sugar. And so we know that that's inflammatory. Right. So that's making that prostate swell up a little bit. Yep. Every time they're at the, they eat that stuff. Right. So right. Greg, I know that you I mean, we eat bacon and eggs probably for breakfast, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, very similar. Yep. But Greg, you eat a special kind of shake. I know you've talked about it a lot. Yeah, I, I came up with it, too, because my lovely wife of 45 years. Who's uh, in the studio today. She's sitting next to me, she's so I have to talk really nice you know, yes. today. Uh, but uh, she's my life mate. I want her along. I mean, this may sound a little morbid, but I always say that. I want to die before you, because I know you can live without me. I can't live without you. Oh. you know? And so I, I got to keep her healthy. You know? Yeah, right. And uh, one of the ways is she's not a good swallower, like many people are. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. And she just can't get down a lot of tablets and so forth. And so I wanted to make this shake that contained as much nutritional support as possible. This mm-hmm. would be good for men and women both, because I put in some estrogen modifying you know, factors into that shake, right. too. But, you know, I, I don't know if you want me to go through the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I do. But, I mean, okay. I think people are really interested in this. Okay. Because yep. they oh. respect and, you. And, they, and if it's working for you yeah. and for Deb. Right. Mm-hmm. And this will be in our transcript. So if people mm-hmm. are listening or on the podcast, if they want to look at this, they can see it on our website next week. Absolutely. And I'll leave yeah. this with you, too. Perfect. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Deb is in such good health. She's actually doing 50 push-ups over here in the corner while we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I always start with the, the nutrition uh, fruits and greens, you know, product because you get all your plant nutrients in there. Yeah, that's a great product. Yeah. And so I'll do a scoop of that. Uh, so, you know, again, plant nutrients, Greg. Plant nutrients. What are you alphalizer. talking about? What's in there? Like, oh, I mean, every you know type of antioxidants is in there. All these different kinds of fibers and so forth that, that modulate what? you know heart disease and cholesterol and cancers and 
Yeah, it's really, it's our, our nature's, uh, you know, vitamin basically. Right. Okay. Supplement. Yeah. And, and it plus makes it taste great. It's, I mean, it's super tasty. You know, super My tasty. Kids love it. And eight different flavors. Yeah. So you never get taste right. fatigue with it. You as know well. what? I think that in the past, people used to put greens in their shake and it would be bitter. Uh, well, terrible. Yeah. yeah, you have to mask it. But now you've got the greens, but you've got the taste. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really have that mastered, you know, too. So I start with a scoop of that. Then I'll do some, you know, usually like some kind of a uh, uh, flax or almond or hemp milk. Mm-hmm. Kind of give it a little more of a creamier, yep. you know, texture. Uh, then I'll put a tablespoon of the, the fresh ground flax seed. Yeah. Because that contains those lignans and different things that help to metabolize those toxic yes. estrogens that Leah it, was get mentioning. It out. Mm-hmm. And it gives it kind of a nutty. You, you grind it in, in the coffee grinder. Yeah. Get it really nice and smooth. It has a nice nutty flavor yeah. to it. Um, and then I'll add in, uh, you know, a daughter got me out of this. I, I add in a half, half of a avocado. Oh, yeah. The creamy you know, the cre- consistency ooh, it gives. Is consistency amazing. and the nutrient avocado. value yeah. you know, to it is, yeah. is in the essential fatty acids and yeah. everything is over the top. So I'll do that and then I'll put in a, uh, a table of a fish oil yeah. you know, and give our omega-3s mm-hmm. in there too. We have a good tasting one. And then I'll do a, like a teaspoon of a good pro- probiotic. Great. Uh, okay. You know, like the bifidal, you know, product and yeah. so forth into it. Then I'll put a scoop of one of our medical foods. You know, okay. we have the Ultra Inflamix, yep. we have the Ultra Clear Renew, we have the Estrium and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm trying to push more of an estrogen detoxification, I'll use the Estrium. Okay. If it's more of an inflammatory situation, I, I do the Inflamix. So that, and then um, put a little cashew butter or something like that in to make it last longer, some ice cubes, a little more water, yeah. sure. and voila. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. It is. Oh, it's yeah, great. Well, guys, it's break time again. Okay. All yeah. right. We're listening. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Leah Wetzel, certified nutrition specialist. I am in the studio today with Dara Kavist, also a certified nutrition specialist. And our special guest, Greg Peterson, he's the co founder of Nutridine, a company providing ongoing education and superior quality nutritional supplements to healthcare professionals. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. How many of you have gone to your doctor or nurse practitioner and have been told to follow a low-fat diet and yeah. use butter substitutes, you know, margarine rather than real butter? And then you've listened to Dishing Up Nutrition. <laughs> and we say, eat butter and other good fats. Right. You know, if you're confused and want to know how to eat to maintain health, let me suggest taking our weight and wellness Weekend series. That's the weekend of April twentieth, and it's a three days. We start on Friday evening. Yep. Go on Saturday and Sunday, and you get a lot of questions answered. Yeah, it's it's really informative. And nurses get fourteen point four continuing education credits That's for great. coming, plus a lot of information for their family. Yep. So if you're interested, call us, our office at 651-699-3438. Or if you want more information, it's all on our website at weightandwellness.com. Yes. So, Leah, we had a question. Yeah, we had a caller that didn't want to uh, stay on the line. But she, her question was, she does a similar shake to Greg's that we just talked about before break. And she was wondering, she adds, additionally, she adds kefir to it and wanting to know if that is okay. And our answer to that is it depends on the kind of kefir. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the kefir on the market is one, low fat, mm-hmm. and two, high sugar because they add flavorings to it. Uh, I think a, a real kefir, which is you know full fat, plain, 
if you're adding something like that, I think it could be very beneficial and add a lot of good bacteria, which is important for. But for you, you would not do that, would you? Right. If you're dairy sensitive, right. like me, it doesn't work. Yeah. So it depends on the person. Exactly. But if you're dairy tolerant, and you could find a good sourcing, I think it's a fine thing to add. Right. Right. So that's kind of how when we're working with clients, that's a, that's how we problem solve with them. Exactly. You know? If they, it's all individual. Yep. Yeah. So um, let's talk, Greg, a little bit more about, you know, maybe prostate cancer, some of the risks, some of the other things that we, you know, we we, we know people have questions about that. Or prostatitis, you know, that's... Infections. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the one thing us guys are most concerned about is the prostate cancer. Yes. You know, that's the, besides the hypertrophy, you know, is problematic. It's a nuisance and so forth, but we don't want to ultimately die of a prostate cancer. Right. It's one of the leading cancers in men. It, it is. Yeah. It, it, and it's, there's a hundred, the, this year they predict 164,000 new cases of prostate cancer will be diagnosed. Mm. So it hits a lot. Say that again. 164,000 new cases. Wow. In 2018. Yeah. In 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're predicting. So it, it is a uh, a real problematic thing. And like you were saying earlier, you know, Lee, it's uh, um, one of the, the most deadly cancers. Uh, one out of 15 men in their 60s will be diagnosed with prostate cancer. So pretty high, you know, yeah. statistic there too. And they, they find that when they do biopsies of men between ages 60 and 69, 65% will have prostate cancer, rarely the aggressive type, but it's still, they will, you know, if you do a biopsy mm-hmm. on men in general, whether they have symptoms or not, 65% wow. will have prostate cancer. Wow. So that would have been really interesting to look back at maybe 75 years ago or 100 years ago. Wonder what the percentage of men at that point would have had prostate cancer. Oh, I'm sure way, way, way less. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's this whole environmental and the yep. old things we talked about. Things were, you yeah. know, that really contribute to that. So, you know, I have, if I have um, a gentleman with prostate cancer, one of the things that I take him off of is their golf game. Yeah. Yeah. And why would that be? You know, think about it. Yeah. As far as what's in, what are they doing to those golf greens? Right. That's yeah. so toxic to men. Right. Absolutely. And I remember. You know, years ago, I'm, I'm hopefully guys are not doing this anymore, but, you know, if you don't always have a, a ball washer, you know, nearby, guys would spit on or kind of lick, you know, their, their golf ball and just, you know, wipe it off with their, their rag they had right. on their their, uh, their bag. Uh, and I can remember as a young kid, I would, uh, where they would allow it on the public courses, I'd walk barefoot, you know, yeah. in the game and just, you know, had that stuff coming right up. Yep. You know, yeah, they're with very it, uh, they're high pesticide yeah. yeah, and people don't realize these little things make a difference. Yes. Or, Leah, you know, it depends on what men are drinking, too. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, when we're looking at another correlation, it could be sugar mm-hmm. in many forms. And really, for prostate health, it's it's very important to be drinking enough water. Um, and when we're, when we're looking at this... Connection, you know, I, my first recommendation is that to drink at least eight to ten glasses of filtered water daily. If you ha- want a healthy prostate gland, you have to stop drinking soda and limit alcohol. Alcohol is a big one too. Uh, the bottom line is to switch to water primarily as your hydration. It's this is a really simple and it, and it does work. You know, it's so interesting though that I bet men are listening. They hear 
oh, drink eight to 10 glasses of water. They'll say, I'll be up all night. I won't yeah. ever get to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. So, Greg, sometimes people actually, they actually get infection, don't they? Yes. In the prostate. Talk a little bit about that because, and that often happens with maybe younger men or is that not true? Uh, it, it can, because when you start having um, this inflammation of the prostate and you're getting kind of backup, for lack of a better term, and so mm-hmm. forth, you'll start developing prostatitis, which is infection you know, of the prostate. Uh, there's actually three different kinds of mm-hmm. prostatitis. You know, you have the acute, you know, which you'll have infection, basically you have chills and fever, muscle aches, low back pain, pain at the base of the penis and so forth can come. Um, and so that's something that you really want to get immediate, probably medical attention for that too, because mm-hmm. right. that can, can be a very you know, serious situation. Then you have chronic, and that many times comes up after a urinary tract infection that men have that may be actually pretty subclinical, you know, but it's there and it's you know created inflammation, infection, and, and so forth in the prostate. And this is more common in older men. You know, the, the, okay. the, they'll have, you know, um, more like this chronic ongoing yeah. infection. And that could be symptoms could be the urination, uh, the urgency to urinate, painful urination, uh, could be pain after ejaculation, blood in the ser- the semen, uh, low back pain, rectum pain, and again, uh, urinary tract infections. So that's more the chronic, you know, type. Then you have asymptomatic prostatitis. So you, they have it, but they don't even know it, you know, and that can mm. be things like they've had this urinary tract right. infection. They've had a groin injury. And don't mm-hmm. even, it could even be like in sports and so yep. forth, they didn't realize it. Uh, or they could have had prostatitis before, and it's just kind of lingering at that okay. point, too. Yeah. So uh, then I bet they have more aches and pains throughout their body. Because they have kind of a low-grade infection. Chronic infection. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. more like pelvic, low back pain. You know, th- those kinds of things are going to be more common mm-hmm. in, in those uh, those people, those guys. Right. So we know that food makes a difference. Huge difference. So we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, when you people are looking at their breakfast. Right. You know, we say, give up the donuts and the yeah. coffee and all fast that. Fast food lanes. <laughs> yep, the fast food. And so many people still do that. Yep, swing in, get their fast food breakfast and on their way to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Greg's idea on making a shake is a great one. Is a, and it's easy. Right. It's, yeah. it's, you just throw it all together, blend it up and you're on your on your way. I did that for years, for years when I mm-hmm. only gave myself a half an hour window of waiting <laughs> out the door. I would drink it on the way to work. But Absolutely. Leah, I think a lot of people, they open up the cereal box and pour it in. They do. Right. Well, what's wrong with that? Right. It's high sugar. I don't think people realize that. Exactly. Unless yep. they've been to some of our classes. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and sugar causes inflammation, which inflames the prostate. Um, but yeah, cereal is very high in sugar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's easy, but it's not a good, it's not a good idea right. for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. So when we come, I know we're going to take a break. Yep. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about some supplements right. that help to reduce some of that inflammation. And support the prostate gland. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, and we're discussing prostate health today with special guest Greg Peterson. Next week, tune in to hear Cara and Nell discuss that you don't need to be perfect to lose weight. 
Nell lost 90 pounds five years ago, and she admits that she wasn't always perfect. But from taking our classes and meeting regularly with her nutritionist, she continually learned what foods made her body feel good. As she chose to eat these foods, the weight began to fall off. It isn't about counting calories or points. It's about eating real food and feeling satisfied. That is exactly what we teach in our 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss series. You can lose weight and feel satisfied. Nutrition for Weight Loss is a plan that keeps your body in a happy place. Losing weight, feeling good with great energy. If you want more information, call us in the office at 651-699-3438 for details or read about it, the Nutrition for Weight Loss plan, on our website, weightandwellness.com. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. As nutritionists, we see clients with all types of inflammation. You know, it may be inflammation of the joints or inflammation of the muscles or inflammation of the prostate, resulting in many trips to the bathroom at night. Mm-hmm. For many of our clients, when, when they eliminate sugar, flour, and dairy, those are big things. They are. <laughs> you know, when they eliminate that from their diet, the inflammation goes away. But for others, we often suggest adding an anti-inflammatory supplement to ease the pain and discomfort. You know, I think we all know that over-the-counter medications such as Tylenol or Advil come with some cautionary limits. Yep. I'm not sure everyone knows that. Yep. It's but, important to know that. So I suggest a natural anti-inflammatory that helps with pain management from metagenics called Caprex. I love Caprex. Yeah. You know, it's all natural, no additives, no harmful side effects, and it works for most people. Right. So I suggest taking two to four soft gels per day for best results. I have been known to take six. And it helps, so, right? And, yeah. you know, we have it available at all of our seven locations, and it's available online at weightandwellness.com. Right. So we were going to talk about some other supplements, right? Yes, we were. So we, as we, we've talked about, we know that eating is critical, right? Eating healthy foods is critical, um, and that's the step one for mm-hmm. reducing that prostate inflammation. And drinking your water. And drinking your water is also critical. Uh, but we want to look at some supplements, Greg. Let's talk about a couple of them to help to reduce the inflammation of the prostate. Start with a supplement that I, you know, I often use with men the, uh, to help inf- the inflammation of the prostate called concentrated u- ultra-prostagen. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, uh, that's... Uh... But that is such an effective product. You know, it's really one of those home run products that you, mm-hmm. you have. And it, uh, it has a very high concentration of sopimento, which, you know, has been around for some time. But you have to have enough of it mm-hmm. and you have to have it in a um, an active form. So you have to have active, you know, uh, factors in there as well. And what it does is it really, like we are talking about earlier, uh, testosterone is good. You know, right. men want to have testosterone, it's antidepressive, you, you know, it's good for muscle, you know, keeping muscle mass, it's good mm-hmm. for sexual function and so on. Yeah. But when that testosterone gets converted to dihydrotestosterone, known as DHT, now that's a very aggressive androgen. And that's what kind of will stimulate the prostate to swell and ultimately can lead to, you know, prostate problems. cancers and problems. Yeah. Exactly. So what that supplemental does, palmetto does, is it... 
inhibits the conversion from testosterone to that harmful dihydrotestosterone. Okay. So it still keeps a man a man. We don't want to eliminate you know, the testosterone, but we want to make sure we you know modulate down that that harmful you know right. uh, uh, form of a testosterone. And I know uh, Dar always likes me to talk about the statistics, the research, right? <laughs> yeah. It, you know, so I, I came armed with yes. research as well. Uh, one was out of the uh, Uro- Urology International Journal in 2010. And they looked at over 100 men with uh, prostatitis problems, had over a 50% reduction in prostate symptoms as wow. well as the prostatitis. 90% of the patient's symptoms were gone after one month when they compared it to the group that was on the antibiotics only, wow. that only 27%. Okay. Uh, their symptoms are gone after one month. Mm-hmm. So basically, you, you know, a 90% success rate compared to a 27% success okay. rate. Huge. Right. Yes, that is. So with that with that type of uh, supplement, like what, what are we looking at for amounts and, and um, how long to take to notice help? I'm, I'm a, a great believer, like Dara was saying earlier with the Caprex, when you need it, hit it hard. Okay. You know? And um, I will go as high as, like you were saying, two to six a day. You okay. Know, start, in, in there's a, lots of inflammation. A lot of inflammation. Mm-hmm. And they're up urinating, you know, half the night yep. and so forth. All Dividing those Dividing it out through the day, maybe. Yeah, doing two, two, and two okay. is best. I um, mean, if they just absolutely can't do that in three intervals, I'll do three twice a day. Sure. And then get it to the point where now you're becoming more asymptomatic. You know, the symptoms are pretty much under control. Then I back it down to one or two a day. Sure. And probably that will be one of their foundation nutrients to take from then on. Yeah. Too, if that's your Achilles heel. Like exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's great to know. Yep. Um, and then also there, there's nettles, which is important too. And I don't want to really beat this to death, but uh, the the nettles in there, uh, high concentrated nettles, is an anti-inflammatory. Yeah, like we're talking about it's a natural diuretic, so it helps you to empty the bladder, so okay. you just don't have that kind of residual bladder. That's what the urgency comes from mm-hmm. is you never really are able to empty right. you know, the bladder well. It reduces the bacterial prostatitis because you don't have you know this this urine. You know, reservoir mm-hmm. basically there all the time and, and uh, possibly becoming infected. Um, and so they, they look at, again, the, some of the, the studies that if you're on the uh, the Nettles product, that 89.6% after one month had no infection in this, the, the study they had done on it compared to the group on the antibiotic alone. And that was only, again, 27%. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you add the supplemento with the Nettles, you had the zinc in there. We know that's important for you know, suppressing the, the prostate cells from uh, converting to malignant cells. Yep. And also is very immuno-enhancing. And those are just three of the, the main components of yep. the concentrated ultraprostogen. Love the product. Very effective. And that's a metagenics product. It's a metagenics product. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's quality. Yep. Very, very mm-hmm. high quality. I, I, you know, like I said in the past, metagenics is the only product line that is triple GMP certified. We know that GMP stands for good manufacturing yep. practices. Most of your companies are lucky if they're one GMP certified, singularly GMP mm-hmm. certified. Right. They have three different independent agencies that are certifying their quality. Yeah. Perfect. That's awesome. That's great. So my favorite supplement or one of them from Metagenics is Caprex. And I mentioned it before, but let's talk a little bit more about, and uh, I always use, I usually use it with men that have prostate problems. Yes. I think any inflammatory condition, because again, you know, you cannot duplicate Mother Nature. Right. You know, and this is a proprietary, very high concentrated, unique hops extract. Because there's like over 300 different types of hops, you know, you know, components. And so some are way more anti-inflammatory than others. The ones that Metagenics uses in the Caprex have the highest 
uh, anti-inflammatory inhibitory effect on, on, you know, inflammation and pain mm -hmm. than any other hops extract has. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what they, what it does with mother's nature is it can selectively inhibit what they call inducible, you know, PGE2 or COX-2. We hear a lot about the COX-2 inhibitor mm -hmm. drugs and so on. Uh, the inducible is like it sounds, it's induced by injury, infection, stress, trauma, and so forth. That's the PGE2 you want to inhibit right. or you want to modulate. There's also a constitutive, you know, PGE2 or COX-2. That's the form that actually protects the cell membranes mm -hmm. from, you know, inflaming or deteriorating and so forth. So the body you know, can use natural herbals and plant-based foods, you know, supplements and so forth to just modulate down the inducible and leaves the constitutive, the good right. PGE2 alone. Great. Oh, okay. You know, that's, so you, that's great. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. how can do that. Um, so I, I love that product and it works as a cell signaler, you yep. know, basically. So it, it tells the cell, I want you to reduce inflammation. Yep. Whereas some of these other factors basically tell the cell, I want you to increase inflammation. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of it, it real roughly the mechanism yeah. why that hops extract works so well. So Dar, you use this a lot for prostate. Mm -hmm. How much would you recommend of Caprax? Oh, for always, I always say four. Four. You know, and okay. I know the re and I always say I know the research shows that one or two is effective. Mm -hmm. But honestly, my clients tell me if they have a lot of inflammation, they need four. Yeah. And maybe not all the time. But as they, as the inflammation decreases in their body, then they can decrease the amount of Caprex. Yep. Yep. And never a downside. That's what's so cool. That you know. I was going to say that too. Yeah. It's not like something that we, you know, you know, like some of these other anti-inflammatories that are prescription based. Exactly. You have to be more careful with with those. Exactly. So you were signaling me, my dear? Yeah. Oh, it, we're just getting close to the end. So oh, Really? We, yeah, we are. We are. We still have a few more minutes, but we're getting close. Okay. So. So, what, so with just a little bit of time, Greg, we want to talk about, we talked a little bit about how men have excess amounts of negative bad estrogens. And we want to detox some of those bad ones. And this is for women, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Can we just talk about some of the things that that we have that we can? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Dar. We got it. We got short oh. short time. So okay. what would be a quick? Well, I was thinking uh, estrium. Yeah. Uh, that medical food. Yes, that's good for that men and to, women. Men and women. Yep. It helps to detoxify these toxic estrogens. Yep. Yeah. So, Greg, thank you yes. so much. You're we could, we could spend oh, hours. <laughs> you know, uh, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, our goal is to help each and every person experience better health through eating real food. You know, it's simple, yet powerful message. Eating real food is life-changing. And thank you, and yeah, thank you, thank listeners. You. It was great. <laughs>